Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. So let me, just, let me just pray for Peter. Father, we just thank you for Peter. We thank you for the word that you have put in this man, Lord God. We pray, Father, that, uh, that the words from his lips will hit our hearts, Lord God. Encourage us and we will feel blessed, Lord, as we hear your word, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, what a privilege it is to be here and uh, witness a marriage this morning. And, and I just want to talk a little bit about the mystery of marriage. And uh, right from the very beginning of the Bible, um, it talks about marriage. Uh, there's Adam and Eve um, in the garden. And uh, God says this to them. He says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. And they will become one flesh. And uh, that's um, something that happens within marriage. And uh, marriage does mean that uh, a man and a woman are legally recognized as, uh, as now being a couple. But actually, um, it really talks about this combination. Marriage is the combination of two things coming together. And uh, I think if we were just celebrating a piece of paper today, actually it would be not quite such a celebration. I don't think as many people would have come for a signing of a piece of paper. But we've come because actually there's something so much more. And um, so Genesis talks about the man and woman as they married becoming one. And that's physical and spiritual. And I want to just explore that a little bit this morning. I, um, I met Pamela for the first time uh, 27 years ago, and uh, my heart skipped a beat. She was, she was talking to my friend Sally. Uh, she was amongst about 100 people, and in the distance I saw her. I know where I was, I was at that moment. And uh, I said to Mark, who I was with, I said, she's going to be trouble. <laughs> and... Uh, he punched me and said, don't you dare. And uh, I was right. And a few weeks later, um, I asked Pamela to marry me. And she said, don't be so stupid. Um, we were on the roof of our hotel that we were staying in in Bolivia. And we were doing the washing and hanging out the washing. Very romantic. And, uh, and so I asked her and she was just like, no. Three years later, two proposals later, um, we, uh, we got married. And for the first time, we lived in the same country. Um, before that, we'd been separated by a, a flight or a long train journey uh, between us. And, uh, but coming and living in the same country didn't make us married. Being together didn't make us married. There was something more that makes us married. And so it says in that bit from Genesis, a man shall leave his father and mother um, and hold fast to his wife, and they become one flesh. Now, I think you need to get over the bit about the fact that if Adam and Eve were the first people, well, who were their mum and dad? Um, and Because uh, this is God speaking a principle about marriage. He's telling them this is how marriage will be. And uh, 
God explained what the Spice Girls then told us, that two become one. (laughs) Something spiritual happens as two people come together. It's more than the act of the union. And so, no wonder, breaking up is really hard. Um, It's like ripping one into two. And it explains in 1 Corinthians 6, it says that when two people come together, they join spiritually, so there's something more than happens than a physical union. And that's why sex outside of marriage um, can cause all kinds of harms. And I just want you to see what's under my little um, tea towel, which I picked up randomly and was one with all the different wedding anniversaries on. But um, you've, um, if you have squash and you have it neat, it can be pretty disgusting. Matthew drinks it nearly neat the whole time, and I think it's far too sweet. I remember when I was about five, my brother was being born, and uh, my mum was in hospital for a couple of days, as was the norm back then, and uh, me and my sister were like, this squash hasn't got any water in it. He was like, of course it has. Mum always dilutes it and put it into a spare bottle And the next day he was like, oh, that's really nasty. She didn't dilute it for you. It's like, no, that was your job. Um, So you get that. And then you can also have water. Now, water technically tastes of nothing. What we taste is all the impurities that are within it. And actually that gives it its flavor. But neither are quite right on their own. When you mix them together, they make a drink which is far better. And... uh, I'm happy to drink this. I need that. So the thing is, you can't then undo the making of the squash, can you? There's probably some scientists in the room who go, oh, you could distill that, and and then you'll get some squash and you'll get some water. But the thing is, the water will not be the same. It'll be pure water. It won't have all those impurities in it, if you do your distilling right anyway. And uh, and the squash will be left with all the impurities. So the water and the squash, even though you separate them, will never be quite the same. And the thing about marriage is once you've put them together, there's nothing left. You can't go make another one. It's done. So you're left with something that's combined. Now, I just want to um, put up um, kind of an extension to the, um, to the passage from Genesis, and this is from Ephesians 5. It says, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, And a wife must respect her husband. Now, you need to remember that um, Paul was writing to a particular people. Those people, the men, were not loving their wives. They were not loving them. And the women actually were saying, we don't need men at all. We can do everything on our own. And uh, they weren't respecting their husbands at all. And so Paul says, actually, get these intention. Actually, this is something that you need to do. And, And I think as you start off in married life... Love and respect are the two kind of key things that, as you put those together, will make you, make you strong. Last week, Simon, you demonstrated your love and dependence on Christ, didn't you? You were baptized and you said, in God I trust. Yeah. 
And uh, this week, you're saying it about Heidi. You did actually say when you gave your testimony last week, without Heidi, I'd have gone off the rails. And you were demonstrating that actually there's an interdependence between the two of you. And that's what you need for a good marriage. God made us to have an intimate relationship with him and he with us. The two becoming us, us and God. He made us male and female to have intimate relations with each other. And that's a picture of us and God, an interdependence. Now, God may not need us, but the thing is, he chose us and he made us. And he chooses to come and dwell in us by his Holy Spirit. And Paul describes how this is true also of the church. There's this interdependence of Christ and the church. She, the church, is the bride of Christ. And like Simon said about with Heidi, if the church doesn't have Christ, it goes way off the rails. In his second letter to the Corinthians, Paul says, I promised you, and he's talking about the Corinthian church, I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, and that is Christ. There was a a respect, an understanding that the church was for Christ, that there should be an interdependence. We've got up here on the, on the wall, he sets the lonely into family. And uh, that's from one of the Psalms. I can't see it because the balloons are in the way. And uh, actually, that's what happens when we all come into the church. He knits us together into this new family. But with Christ together, we become dependent. Now, we rejoice with Simon and Heidi that they are together. And we rejoice because they are part of us, our church. They are stronger for being together. Absolutely. And we are richer because they're with us. And so we rejoice. They are stronger because they are also part of the church as well as part of one another. And with Christ in their marriage... They are stronger. A cord of three strands, it says in Proverbs, is not easily broken. And there's the two of you with Christ. And there's a mystery there. There's an interdependence of us and Christ in our marriages and an interdependence of us, the church, with Christ being stronger. It's a mystery. I don't profess to understand it all, but I know it's good. Now, we pray that you've got many years to explore that mystery together and understand the strength together. And as we explore as a church what it's like to go on an adventure with Christ, Christ whom we love, who we profess that we love, there's a mystery of how God works that out. And that's exciting. Okay.